Okay, so we are on page 40-1 in the Midrash Rabbah on Esther. And we're discussing the fact that Vashti also made a party. So not only did Ahasuerus make a party, but Vashti too made a party. So the Midrash has really quite a number of interesting expansions on the idea that Vashti also made a party. So we're in number nine on page 40-1. And the Midrash says that why did the scripture want to publicize the idea that Vashti made a party? Says Rabbi Shuvamakarcha to tell you that Esther was going into a very wealthy and tranquil situation. So in other words, by emphasizing the lavishness of the party of Vashti, we understand what happened when Esther took her place. So the Megillah is making a big deal out of Vashti's party in order to let us know the sort of royalty, great situation that Esther inherited after Esther took over. Rabbi Meir says that it's to tell you that, look, if this is the type of party that the people who anger Hashem are able to provide, so then all the more so the type of party that people who do the will of Hashem in the future will be able to provide. Because at the end of the day, if, if people who are wicked get to make such lavish feasts, people who are righteous in the future will be able to have tremendous reward and you know, have tremendous abundance. Another explanation is that it's telling you that just like Achashverosh displayed many wealthy, many aspects of wealth in his party, so too Vashti also displayed many aspects of wealth. We learned earlier in the Midrash that there were six treasure houses that Achashverosh displayed, or there were all the expenses that Achashverosh had to spend on a daily basis that he shared with people, all of his accounting, which basically gave a window into his kingdom for people to see the fabulous, tremendous wealth of his kingship. And also that Ahasuerus was able to do a tremendous lavish feast like King Shlomo was able to do in his heyday of being king in Eretz Israel. And just like Ahasuerus like used the clothing of the high priest, so too Vashti used the clothing of the high priest. And so it seems that one explanation in the Midrash is to tell us, look, that it must be that Esther went into a tremendous position of wealth and abundance. Another idea of telling us about Vashti's party is to tell us that if this is what wicked people can do, all the more so what righteous people will be able to merit in the future. And a third explanation is to kind of equalize the party of Ahasuerus with Vashti in order to tell you that it was just as lavish in every single way, including even the clothing of the high priest. And um, the fact that both Ahasuerus and Vashti used the clothing of the high priest is kind of like people taking credit for somebody else's wealth. And that is just, you know, a terrible thing when people say, oh, look at everything I did. You know, it's kind of like in, in, in a business 
when the boss, you know, brags about the tremendous work of his company, right? And really it's his employees that are doing all this innovation and all these wonderful accomplishments and the boss takes the credit for it. That's even worse than that. But this is what uh, the Midrash is comparing it to that, that Ahasuerus and Vashti took credit for the wealth and the garments of the high priest of, you know, the Kohen Gadol. So just one point I wanted to mention about all that is that I think that it's instructive that Megillus Esther is the place to learn about the wealth of kings and that just like they had this wealth, so then righteous people will certainly have this wealth. And it's also instructive that Demetrius is interested in telling us that Esther would step into such a prominent role and position. And perhaps we can suggest that the Megillus Esther itself is in a way really supposed to be the, the book of scripture that lasts for all time, because it really is supposed to give us a window into what the future will be for the Jewish people. And it makes sense to understand from the wealth and the partying of Ahasuerus and Vashti as to what the experience will be ultimately for the Jewish people, because this was really supposed to kind of usher in that final era. It's not what happened uh, historically, but it, it is the concept of the final era that the book of Esther might be kind of indicating or hinting. So now I just wanna to go to um, page 41.1, because that's also like really just like a stunning, um, you know, kind of uh, commentary. The first commentary says, I think everybody will appreciate this, that when the Megillah says Gam Vashti, also Vashti made this party for the women, it takes the word Gam and correlates it to an Aramaic word, word Gamia, which means to swallow. And the Midrash says on, on this page 41.1 that Vashti fed the women various types of foods that are easily swallowed. And Rabbi Yitzchak says that for women in particular, foods that are easily swallowed are various types of sweets. And the commentaries point out that there's a big difference between men and women when it comes to foods that they like to eat. Men like to eat the hearty meat and potatoes stuff, if you will, and women like to eat desserts. So when the, when the um, sentence says, also Vashti, made this party for the women, what it's really saying is that Vashti made a party of desserts, of sweet foods for the women. And the idea, of course, uh, part of it is, you know, you have to give people what they enjoy, not what you enjoy, right? So okay, Vashti is a woman, but you have to be, when you invite a, a guest into your home, you have to really think about what they're gonna enjoy, not necessarily what you want. And so I think that's, um, you know, one of the lessons. And it's also interesting to me, at least, I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, this, if I dare say, gender difference that men like the more hearty foods and women like more delicious desserts, it kind of tells you a little bit about why we're eating. Right? Men like the feeling of, of not only being full, but of like um, real, you know, uh, vital kind of food experience. It's not just supposed to be some sort of 
delicate pleasure. Whereas women really get kind of a sustenance from eating various types of sweet things. I, I always heard this from my father. I didn't realize that, that it was the Midrash, that women go for desserts. That, that's really what, uh, what women like. I heard it from somebody else recently, and I don't know if he even realizes that it really comes from the Midrash, but basically if you want to impress men and women at a meal, you have to have fabulous food and fabulous dessert. If you only have one and not the other, then you're probably going to sell, you know, to one uh, gender and not to the other. Okay, then the next commentary is that Queen Vashti also made this in the royal house of the King Ahasuerus. So also some very interesting things over here is that it says, base hamalchus. So over here, the Midrash focus is not so much on the word also, but on base hamalchus. What is this phrase, the house of the king? So the Midrash understands that the house of the king means spacious, like wide open areas, and that Vashti placed the women in spacious, wide open areas because women have a tendency because of the menstrual cycle to uh, need a little space. They, they need a little uh, privacy. It's like not so clean and it's maybe a little embarrassing and they need to be able to kind of have some seclusion if they want that without being embarrassed. And so Vashti made it this party in a way that women could kind of disappear into the space if they wanted. So that's one very interesting interpretation. Another is that Another very interesting distinction between uh, men and women is that Vashti made this party in very highly appointed, beautifully decorated rooms. Because for women, the ambiance of the party is much more important than the wine of the party, than the specific you know, culinary delights. More important is that, wow, did you see that room? Did you see that ceiling? Um, uh, maybe I could mention that I have a friend who, for his children's wedding, had to spend a lot of money to paint the floor pink. And he wanted to make sure that the, you know, that that's what the children wanted. The floor should be pink, so they spent a whole separate many thousands of dollars so that the floor should be pink. So the midrash is telling us that Vashti made sure that the rooms were beautifully decorated. And then Rabbi Avin says this as a, as a general rule, a woman prefers to be in beautifully decorated houses and to wear beautifully decorated clothing than to eat fattened calves. I think that's another pretty good hallmark distinction. Um, between men and women. So the bottom line is that we have this opinion that it was very spacious, we have this opinion that it was very beautifully decorated, and we have an opinion that uh, the purpose of spaciousness was in order for there to be kind of room for the women, especially if they're menstruating, to have space. And then finally, we have another explanation that base hamalchus means in the inner chambers of the king, meaning very much inside the king's balance, very much, I'm sorry, very much inside the king's um, more private areas. And the reason is because Vashti wanted to indicate 
that if the husband of one of these women were thinking of rebelling against Achashverosh, so the woman might get lost in the palace of the king. His wife might get lost in the palace of the king. So she made this party in a way, kind of threateningly, that if in fact one of the husbands of these women that were coming to Vashti's party wanted to you know, act in a negative way towards the king, then his wife might somehow disappear in the palace. Okay. Then finally, we have this very interesting concept that I'm sure some of you have heard before, and it's actually an interesting machlokas, and that is when the Megillah uses the phrase to the king, does it refer to Achashverosh or does it refer to Hashem? So the Zohar says that it refers to Hashem. Our Midrash says that it could be Hashem or it could be Achashverosh. But wherever it says Melech Achashverosh, so that's for sure Achashverosh. Everybody agrees. So this, um, uh, you know, I, I had a question here that I, I feel like I do not have an answer that I'm going to share with you now. So our sentence, which says that Vashti made a party, it says, Gam Vashti says, Vashti also made a party in the palace of the king that belonged to King Achashverosh. So it uses Achashverosh's name. So the Medrash says, if it would not use Achashverosh's name, then it would refer to Hashem. So it refers to the uh, Achashverosh, the person, because it says the word Achashverosh. So I just really don't know what the option is. Are we really going to think that Vashti made a party in the palace of the king Hashem? What would that even mean? So it sounds like without the word Achashverosh, we would think it means the palace of the king that is Hashem. Instead, you should know, no, it's actually the palace of King Achashverosh. But I don't, like, what would that even mean? You hear my question? Like, I don't know why we need the word Achashverosh to know that Rashbi's party for women took place not in Hashem's palace, but in uh, Achashverosh's palace. So I didn't see anybody ask this question. Um, so I'm not sure I have a good answer. So I just wanted to share that question with you. If anybody has an answer, I would be very happy to hear it. I think um, well, just one more thing I wanted to share is that the Midrash asserts that women's attending a banquet will generally derive greater pleasure from the aesthetics of setting and attire than from the food served, no matter how delicious they are. This tendency to value visual aesthetics over the pleasures of the palate as a practical halachic ramification. And this is very interesting. There's a, um, a mitzvah in the Torah that says, you should be happy on your holiday. So in order for men to fulfill this requirement, let's say on Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuos, they need meat and wine. That's literally the mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tov for men, meat and wine. But with respect to women, the requirement is fulfilled by providing them with beautiful clothing I guess we can also say uh, beautiful decor of the table, you know, or of the home. That would give them also, you know, a simchas yomtov to have more beautiful decorations. So that's a, an interesting practical aspect of this halacha of what women enjoy. Because since there's a mitzvah to be happy on the holidays, we also want to uh, make sure that they're happy, not only the men with the 
with the food and the wine. Okay, I think we'll pause here and see if we pick it up next week with other people. So God willing, next week we'll, we'll start from page 41-2 in the Midrash. Is that good? Yes. Okay, it's good. Um, yeah. Just, just one quick question. Please. Um, who, who was bringing the, the korbanot? It was the men or the woman or both, I mean. You mean in general, like in the basic? Yeah, yeah. When you, when you say bringing, you don't mean like doing the Kohanim work. You mean like just in general, if they wanted to bring a, do a donation, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, anybody. It was the men? Anyone. Anyone? Men okay. or women. So this, so this link uh, the men have with the food is not, not related to that. It's not a reminiscence of the fact that we were bringing the the sheep, the goats, the the cows, or you know whatever, or, or maybe maybe uh, maybe it's also um, like you said, it's a it's a kind of mitzvah to to eat meat and to to drink wine, right? It's a it's a mitzvah related to also to the to the hagim, and we we enjoy even more the hagim because we we have this food, and and, and since maybe the women are not linked to mitzvot that are in a, in a time frame as opposed to us. This is maybe, maybe this mitzvah comes come on us, <laughs> comes on us, you know, and not, not to the woman. I don't know. I try to figure out what, what there is a difference between uh, what we eat and what the women eat. Um, so I think that um, in general, the mitzvah for uh, yantif is really, even, I think what you're really asking is, do women have a mitzvah to eat meat on yantif? Yeah, to, 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 eat, to eat meat and, and wine, because we know that it does enhance the pleasure of, uh, of the yantif. Um, yes. I think the answer is yes, even though we do say that for them, it's more of enjoyment to have clothing and, uh, yeah. you know, their aesthetic things. I think the answer is yes. It's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent.